Amen. Well, let's stand. And we're going to read, we're going to finish, finish chapter 4 in Exodus. So we're going to look at verse 27 through 31 tonight. A short section. Exodus 4, 27 through 31. And the Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went and met him on the mountain of God and kissed him. So Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. He did, then he did the signs in the sight of the people. So the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked on their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. This is the very word of God. Amen. Let us pray. Father, illuminate our hearts now by the Holy Spirit and help us to see and understand this, that we may grow thereby in conformity to Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, this theme, it seems to be what the Spirit of God has for us today, where the work and truth of God is imparted to his people and the people respond. We've heard that over and over again today. And so we have this wonderful picture of the timelessness of God's faithfulness to his people. And we see here, even in this very short passage, we're just reading, notice, uh, four verses, we see the repeated fruit of faith. It's a bountiful, uh, beautiful picture that results when God's people trust in him. They respond in faith and fulfill the calling and duties he's given to them. So I have entitled this message, The Fruit of Faith. The Fruit of Faith. Because we're going to see how wonderful the result is when there is a walking in faith. When there is an alignment of God's people to God's will. There's not a resistance. There's not a pushing back. There's not a questioning. But there is a faith-driven obedience a trust-filled receiving of God's plan, and a covenantal oneness in advancing God's kingdom. And when you have that come together, you have this beautiful bounty of fruit, the fruit of faith. And so we begin our text today with the fulfillment of God's words just earlier in this chapter to Moses. He says in verse 27, And the Lord said, to Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went and met him on the mountain of God and kissed him. Now, you might recall just earlier in chapter uh, 4, God told Moses everything that was going to happen to the end of this chapter. Okay, so I'm just going to read just back a little bit for verses 14 through 17 and listen. This is right after Moses had basically complained to God that he wasn't going to be able to be the he wasn't going to be able to be the spokesman for God. So verse 14, so the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses and he said, "Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know he can speak well, and look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, so first of all we have there he's coming out to meet you. Moses is probably like, what he's coming out to meet me? 
Yeah, we find out in verse 27, don't we? When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. And what did Aaron do? He kissed him. He was pretty glad in his heart. Verse 15. Now you should speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with you in your mouth and with his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. Of course, that's exactly what we see happen in verse 28. So he shall be your spokesman to the people, and he himself shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall be to him as a God. And you shall take this rod in your hand with which you shall do the signs. So, we see that God told Moses that Aaron was going to come out to meet him and that Aaron would be the spokesman for Moses going forward. And so this is fulfilled here later in the chapter. Now, notice that faith or trusting in God, which is another way of explaining faith, right? Trusting in God. This faith resulted in immediate obedience by Aaron, right? God tells Aaron, look what he tells him, go out into the wilderness and find Moses. Now, if God told us that, we might have some questions. It's like, God says, um, Mr. Galanick, uh, Mr. Bringy is somewhere in Elbert County. Just go find him. <laughs> we might be like, uh, question. It reminds me of the time when Pastor Swanson, I think Chad left the keys to Pastor Swanson somewhere at the Denver airport, and all he had was the clicker and had to go find a Camry somewhere at the Denver airport. I mean, and it was like zero degrees. Yeah, I don't know how you did that. I would have just cried uncle, but praise be to God for your endurance, brother. But, but, But there was not a complaining by Aaron. God led him to Moses in the wilderness, didn't he? And that is, that is faith. That is an expression that is an, a result of faith. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to push back to God. He didn't really argue with God like Moses did. Aaron just went and he found him. Now, when Moses arrived, or I'm sorry, when Aaron arrived at Moses, Moses, it says he kissed him. Now, this, I, I, we don't do this much today. Some men will kiss me, but it's pretty rare. But I think of it as like a modern-day hug. Sometimes we do hug each other, don't we? Now, I don't give Pastor Swanson or Suiso a hug every single time I see them, although there are special times when God is doing something significant or perhaps during certain heart-knitting, brotherly, love-expressed times when we do, when we do hug. We do embrace with mutual endearments, and this was certainly that time for Aaron and Moses. Aaron and Moses were both also rejoicing in God's guiding hand to bring them together. So it was, it was, it was more than that. It was just, it was, it was, this kiss was a token of brotherly affection because they were jointly called to God's work together, to do something together. And this is what God's people do uh, when they mutually edify one another. It expresses itself in love. So this is, of course, another fruit of faith. Working side by side with the saints of God is one of the most joyful things we get to do in this life. You know that? We can do all kinds of things in this life. But working together with brothers and sisters in Christ is one of the most joyful things that we get to do. This This is, as Ephesians 4 says, the body edifying itself in love. So next, we see Moses communicate to Aaron all that God has done. This is verse 28. So Moses told Aaron all the words 
of the Lord who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him. Again, a fruit of faith. For if we have received the love of our God and we have this redemption, the life-giving work of the sinless Lamb of God in our lives, then our response is one of gratitude. It's a response to salvation. Being saved or rescued is our response of thankfulness, of gratitude, of love expressed to God. And this love and gratitude for God giving us life genuinely bubbles up inside of us so much that we cannot contain it, which you've already heard us uh, brothers talk about earlier today. We have to speak about the deeds of God. This is kind of what Psalm 111 was talking about. Um, And we also see it all over Scripture. We've talked about it in Psalm 119, right? Remember, with my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I will speak of your testimonies before kings and I will not be ashamed. And as we said earlier uh, this evening in Psalm 40, I have proclaimed the good news of of the righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips. O Lord, you know, you yourself know. And of course, Psalm 22. I declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will praise you. So, we notice that Moses tells Aaron not just some of the things God has done, but he says he told him all of the words of the Lord. Told him the whole story. And so that's instructive to us. Whenever we have an opportunity to speak to a brother or sister about the works and the words of the Lord in our life, we should not hold back. Don't rush the story. In fact, we must take time and we must prioritize speaking the words of God, the works of God to one another. And remember, we actually talked about that this morning from 1 Peter 2. Right? You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We must be proclaimers, proclaim the praises of him. We must. This is a must. This is not an optional bonus as a Christian. True faith, genuine faith within you, will, will come out of you. You will be desirous to speak the things of God. So, brothers and sisters, let's take time to talk about what God is doing. What God is doing in our hearts, what God is doing in our families, what God is doing in our lives, what God is doing in the community, what God is doing in the church. And, you know, sometimes we get to do that. Sometimes uh, we get to, we, we have fellowship. It's really what should be happening, for the most part, at Christian fellowship. But we get to do that. And we get to do that a lot of times also one-on-one. We get to do it in groups. But we share what the Lord is doing, and this is very important. And it's just a reminder to prioritize this type of speaking whenever we have time to talk to one another, right? Because our time is limited. God's given all of us 24 hours a day. We can, we can talk about the weather, or we can talk about some interesting product you purchased from Walmart. But, I mean, that's just so fleeting. Why not talk about the eternal work of our God, right? The heart rending opportunities that God's given us to to proclaim his praises. These are the most important things in our life. And children, I want to talk to you tonight. Just remember, children, even maybe after church or maybe even after this service, you may go and talk to some of your friends, right? You may go talk to some of your friends. But it's a great time to talk about God. Maybe what you're learning about God. Maybe what you read in God's word. Maybe what God is teaching you. 
how God is growing you and building your faith. Children, these are great, great things to talk about and, in fact, to ask one another about what you are learning about God. Because we always need to be on guard for distractions, right? The evil one will want to to distract us by bringing in thoughts and even conversations among his people, God's people, about random worthless things. And sometimes these random worthless things can captivate us for some strange reason, right? And so we just start talking about them. Consider, just as one example, when we talk about a baseball game or a hockey game or a movie or some random incident. It's not a sin. It's fine. But we're talking about fleeting things of the world or we're talking about something that really won't impact anyone in the future. So we should not be dominated by these things. These these events, these interesting artifacts should not dominate our conversations. God should dominate our conversations. God should be the subject of that which we converse about. Because as God's people, we need to talk about what God is doing and we need to share what God is doing just like Moses did and as we're going to see next, Aaron did as well. So remember, sharing about these things takes time. It takes time. We need to slow down and carve out time to proclaim the praises of him. Now notice this is exactly actually what Paul was doing in Acts 20 uh, when, he, when he spoke of what God was doing. I'm going to read a, a short section from Acts 20 to you. And I'll listen. From Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came to Asia in what manners I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to be which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews, how I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house, testifying to the Jews and also Greeks, repentance towards God and faith to our Lord Jesus Christ. And see, now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me, But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish the race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And indeed, now I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God will see my face no more. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. And so, it is the whole counsel of God, not not holding anything back. See, Paul says, I'm not going to hold anything back from you. You're probably going to go die. So it's time to tell you everything. We need to relay it all, and we need to communicate all that God is doing in our lives. So when we talk to our brothers and sisters, we have to remember that we are all on the same team, right? And that the Holy Spirit of God is working uh, through all of us. And, And here's what's amazing as, as I mentioned this morning in the exhortation, when you hear of the work of God, you, let's say you hear someone else sharing the work of God, it's faith building to the body of Christ. It, it's, so we have to do it. We don't want to miss these opportunities. Right? It's, it's encouraging. It's faith building. I think when we hear uh, a fantastic story from maybe of a, 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 
a, a Christian missionary, you know, overseas and some phenomenal things happen. Um, we're, we're encouraged by it. However, there's things going on right here among us. We are not accidentally in proximity to one another, are we? Right? It's not just random that I know Bethany and I know the Gallinex and I live kind of close to Steve Craig. No, God has orchestrated all these things so that we can share and his Holy Spirit works covenantally among us all in this body of Christ. So we have to do this. And this is a tremendous freedom and privilege we have to exalt our God in this way and build one another up to love and good works. This is, this is how we do that, really. And so back to our story. In response to this, Aaron then understands everything that Moses told him about all the words of the Lord, and Aaron goes to tell the people of God. Again, we see the fruit of faith in verse 29. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses. Then he did the signs in the sight of the people. So this is obedience, which is a product of faith. Obedience that, that Aaron communicated this. We actually saw this earlier. God commanded Moses to talk to all the people through the elders. And again, as we've spoken about before, this, don't think of this as like church pastor elders. These are, these are elders, are kind of the heads of the families uh, of the area. So this was probably many men that would be uh, that, that would receive the information and then pass it on to their individual families and larger extended households, right? So we, you, you might remember this from last chapter in Exodus 3.16, when God said, go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared to me saying, I have surely visited you and you have seen what is done to you in Egypt. So probably rem- remembering this, by obedience, in obedience by faith, Aaron goes and tells the elders all the words the Lord had spoken to Moses. And then, of course, Moses does the signs in front of the people. Right? Again, exactly what God said would happen back in verse 17. You shall take this rod in your hand and you shall do the signs. Now, which signs is God referring to here? What signs did, did Moses do in front of the people? Do you remember? Well, he did a few things. We have his rod that turned into what? A snake. A snake. And then something else happened with Moses' hand. Do you remember? His hand became leprous. He put it back in and it wasn't leprous anymore. These are clearly miracles. These are signs, we would say, signs. But this is yet another fruit of faith. The elders then heard all this, saw the signs, and they, obediently, trusting in God, went to go tell the rest of Israel. Verse 31, we see the response. So the people believed, and when they had heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked on their affliction, they bowed their heads and worshipped. So, what an incredible fruit of faith. Upon hearing this, the people believe. And they knew that God was with them, so in belief, they responded with praise, with adoration, with gratitude, with worship to God. It seemed like they had heard the Sunday morning sermon here, in fact. Although, that was a long time ago. Because, why? They didn't have to hear this morning sermon, although we all do need it. They had faith. This is the fruit of our faith. 
of knowing and trusting God is they worshipped God and they glorified God. And they bowed. Notice that they bowed down. They bowed down. Literally, they knelt down, kind of like, like we do during our corporate prayer confession, because they had a humble thankfulness to God. They were humbled by God's goodness to them. Their God who had raised them up and sent them a deliverer. And this is, and this should really be the response of God's people. We hear the great deeds of our God, and our response is to worship and glorify Him. We see this not only, of course, in the Old Testament, but also in the early church. You'll always see that faith precedes worship. Right? We, we, you, you can't just grab some person off the street and say, go worship God. Right? There must be faith to rightly worship God. You might remember uh, in John 2 speaking, uh, uh, speaking of this, of Jesus. This is speaking of Jesus. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he did. Right? So this is the response of faith. And notice it's a genuine, sincere faith and a love for God. It has no other agenda but to adore God. It's not to get anything from God. We see this later contrasted in John 12, speaking of how the Pharisees, they could not worship God. They, they didn't have the faith to rightly worship God. They, they sort of did these acts of worship for, and it says, to please men. Right? John 12, 42 says, Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed him, but the Pharisee, because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. So that we can see that uh, perhaps a worship, a right worship and glorifying of God can be smothered when there is this exaltation for man over God. Right? They loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. And this is what we see, isn't it? God's glory on display. The truth of the saving gospel is revealed. And where you see faith, you see a right response of worship and reverence to God. But where there is no faith, there's no worship of God. Right? So, uh, it's like, I think Mr. Roach or somebody mentioned uh, this morning, like, only if we could see Broncos Stadium you know, singing, singing some of these hymns. Well, that's not a worship for God, right? Because it's not an act done in faith unto God. Um, but we can see that, like right here, like we saw this morning. So remember, as we consider these aspects, remember that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And this is because of the work of God. Now, anyone can be impressed by signs, wonders, miracles that are, that are made up. But when there's a faith, when there's a belief, when there's a trust in God, it will rightly result in worship. And this is, this is exactly what Jesus was explaining in the parable of the sower, which, which we read earlier. We read the parable of the sower and then kind of the Jesus' interpretation of the parable of the sower. Um, those who have faith, when those who have faith true, genuine, rooted faith, there is fruit. There is an abundance of joy. There is no worship of God. And that's what we read in Matthew 13, 23. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it and indeed bears fruit and produces. This is the fruit of faith, the right response of worship to our God. So in closing tonight, and in application for all of us, 
Let us remember that we have been bestowed from God with exceedingly great and precious promises. And we cannot hide them. We cannot keep these promises to ourselves. We cannot, uh, as Jesus said in Matthew, we cannot hide them under a bushel, right? We must share them. We cannot hide our light. We must corporately, as the people of God, we together are a city on a hill, shining our light, proclaiming the praise of him who called us out of darkness. And may with that, we not only proclaim it to the world, but fill our conversations, the time God has given us, not with idle words about the trite things of life, but about the incredible life-transforming, salvific work of our God. And we must do that in faith. We must do that with a response of faith and bear forth the fruit of faith. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Father in heaven, thank you for the fruit of faith. Thank you that our faith is not something that sits uh, buried, but it produces forth these great works, this great fruit of proclaiming your truth, of declaring your righteousness, even as we've seen tonight, of obedience, of trusting in you. And that is fueled to our brothers and sisters to grow and increase our faith. Oh God, we thank you for your goodness in this way. Thank you for being a father that ushers us perfectly to grow our faith so that you would receive all of the worship and glory that we have to give in this life. In Jesus' name, amen.